Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Anything Goes Comedy Club. Hey everyone, welcome to the Anything Goes Comedy Club. My name is John Perrin, and I'm going to be your host here every week. Here at the Anything Goes Comedy Club, we will try and provide new episodes for our listeners weekly. The plan is to have new talent comedians to provide you with some fun and laughs. Viewer discretion is advised because we are exactly what we say. Anything goes. If you don't like swearing or rude jokes, this is definitely not the podcast for you. So close this podcast and go join Como and Friends over on CNN. Enjoy the show. Tonight, joining us from Las Vegas, Derek Richards. Drink up, don't drink and drive. That'll get you in trouble. Although I truly believe that texting and driving is far worse. Who's with me on that? Yes? Here's the deal. If you're going to pilot 4,000 pounds of steel at, I don't know, let's say 70 miles an hour, and you're not even going to bother looking out the window. Do that, you are at a level of stupid that science doesn't have a name for. Let's be honest, at least when you're drunk driving, you're looking out the window. And you're never more focused. Don't get me wrong, you're still hitting shit, but you're seeing it. That's partial credit in my book. Because we've all seen this movie. All right, I got a mile to go. Almost home. Curb shit, got it. I mean, it's tough enough. You're out driving at night. You got to look out for pedestrians and motorcycles. And now I got to watch for you and your glowing crotch while you're staring down at your smartphone, planting seeds in Farmville, you douchebag. Are you kidding me? Oh, Ashley needs a rake. Really? Well, now Derek needs an ambulance and a tow truck. You get a few in you tonight, be careful. I got a buddy of mine, he's a cop in New York. He says, you get pulled over, you wanna get out of a drunk driving offense, here's what you do. Well, I have your attention now, don't I? (laughs) Cop in New York says, you wanna get out of a drunk driving offense, here's what you do. You go out, you've had a few, you get pulled over, step out of the vehicle, tell the police officer verbatim, I refuse all of your tests on the grounds that they are inherently unreliable. Easy enough to say, sober. Throw nine shots of Cuervo in that equation, inherently unreliable, comes out like a Robert Palmer song. (laughs) I'm not taking any of these stupid tests. because they are simply irresistible. (laughs) 
say to a about the cops. I have no luck with the police when I travel. I'm that guy. I get tickets all the time. Stupid tickets. Speeding ticket. I had to square away. Not going to lie to you. Ticket I deserved. Attitude I did not. Cop says this to me. Going awfully fast today. Where is the fire? Where is the fire? And I panicked. I said, uh, my place. He's like, I'll turn on the lights. Follow me. Man, now I'm calling home going, honey, I know this sounds weird. Set the place on fire. Laugh it up. I got a ticket. She's doing three to six for arson. <laughs> got to be careful, though. Get a few when you take a taxi home. I take Uber all the time. I do. Uber is the greatest invention ever. Cab drivers get pissed off. I say, go fuck yourselves. Maybe if you didn't overcharge and your cab didn't smell like a dead body marinating in Dracar, maybe people would take a cab. Spoiler alert, Middle Eastern people enjoy shitty, outdated cologne. I actually thought about being an Uber driver one time, then I remembered I have road rage. That's got to be a little unsettling to the passenger, I would imagine. Hit the gas! You're in the left lane! Are you texting your boyfriend, you motherless whore? Are we going to the church or the children's hospital, Father? Thanks be to God. <laughs> so the election's coming up. I'll tell you what, I don't care who wins. This is going to pad my comedy notebook for four years. This is the greatest comedy thing ever. I'll tell you what, I could have cared less till Trump got involved. That's the best comedy on television. And I don't care if you like him or hate him. That's not the point. How do you not watch this guy? He can't not piss people off. He pissed off the Pope. How the fuck do you do that? When the Pope forgives ISIS. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I would care more about politics if I saw one politician, one, running the platform of just saying, look, as Americans, be yourselves, do what you want to do. I'm not going to legislate your lives. I'm going to sit back here and run the country. Done. You want to be, you want to be a gun-toting, pot-smoking homosexual that wants to get married? Have at it. Don't be assholes to each other. Be nice. I'm going to sit back here and try to dig us out of $3 trillion in debt since we're one missed mortgage payment away from being repossessed by China. You clap. How funny would it be if you show up at your government job on Monday, five Chinese guys pull up out front with a tow truck. This is our building now. Get the fuck out. Sir, this is the IRS. It's my IRS now, asshole. You know, pay the fucking bill. <laughs> I used to vote. Used to vote till I realized my vote doesn't count. Neither does yours. It doesn't. There are way too many stupid people in this country that have access to a voting machine. 
And there's a lot more of them than there are of us. Think about all those TV shows that you watch that have a new cast every time you see them. Cops, Jerry Springer, Maury Povich. All their votes count the exact same as yours. Let me put this in perspective. There was a guy in Lakeland, Florida, arrested naked in a Holiday Inn swimming pool with his penis caught in the suction intake filter. I don't think some of you people heard me. Let me reduce this to the least common denominator. This guy in Florida fucks a pool. His vote counts the exact same as yours. And you know he's got eight more back at the trailer. You want to fix this country? You want to fix the election? Forget global warming. Fix global stupid. I'm serious. Start right now. Pay attention. Spay and neuter your white trash. If you ain't laughing, you're offended. In which case, it made it that much easier for the rest of us to find you. Spay and neuter your white trash. Don't kill them, for God's sakes. That would be mean. Just stop them from making more. Because white trash reproduce like feral cats. They do. White trash, they shoot out kids like a tennis ball machine. a nuclear physicist with nine kids? It's always some ditch pig working part-time at the gas station who has 13 kids from 15 different ethnic backgrounds. Family portrait looks like a workplace diversity brochure. I like you people. Try and see as many shows as I can in Las Vegas. Saw a uh, Cirque du Soleil show recently. You guys ever see a Cirque show? See, I'm not going to lie to you. I was largely unimpressed. Look, here's the deal. If I wanted to see a bunch of Asian people tossed in the air, I would have gone to Japan for the tsunami. You can't groan and laugh. Pick one. Some great restaurants in uh, great restaurants here in uh, Sacramento. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I love love Thai food, spicy Thai food. Fans of that here in the room, by applause. Spicy Thai food, light it up hot. Okay, those of you clapping know that spicy Thai food, when done properly, is a stratospheric level of hot. And you have to know where to go because I like it hot. Some places never quite seem to make it hot enough. Once in a while, they will. If they're nice, they'll warn you. Sometimes the warning is obvious, other times, not so much. I go to this one Thai restaurant in Vegas, two in the afternoon, right? I'm the only guy in there, me, hostess, waitress, chef. I get the same thing every time, chicken, pad thai, spicy. Waitress looks at me. She goes, 
Ah, uh, a scale. Ah, uh, one to ten. <laughs> how high are you wired? <laughs> I'm like ten. <laughs> Let's light this candle. <laughs> Here comes warning number one. Have you ever been here before? <laughs> nope. But I like my meal with a little zip. Warning number two. Are you sure? <laughs> she sang it and leaned in. That should have tipped me off. Oh no, I'm stupid. I said 10, let's play. <laughs> now, you've been involved in a transaction that you know in the back of your mind is gonna have a bad ending. <laughs> and sadly, you're the star, and it all unfolds in slow motion, but for whatever reason, you can't or don't stop the train. She peels off this ticket, walks back, hands it to the chef, looking at me the entire time. kitchen. Now he and I make eye contact. We have an entire conversation, but not a word was said. He looks at me. I look at him. Hand to God. He does this. When I tell you people that 20 minutes later, this waitress produced a plate of molten lava, I'm not making up word one. She drops it off. I start eating. It's delicious. Because you know spicy Thai takes a few minutes to sneak up on you, right? Because spicy Mexican, you shove that in your mouth, it's real-time hot, right? It's like, andre, andre, yeehaw, yeehaw. Maracas and leaf blowers. But spicy Thai hangs in the weeds. And if it's hot, about five minutes in, it jumps up and goes, ah, you're fucked. <laughs> because you are. <laughs> and I start realizing that I made a very bad call. Because I've watched enough TV shows like House and, and Grey's Anatomy and ER to know that if it's an organ inside of you, they're not supposed to cook, right? They can't. They've got to stay raw and moist and slide around. Today, everything left turn esophagus. My lung collapses. My ass turns into the back end of the Batmobile. I start sweating like Michael J. Fox in a Jenga tournament. Holy shit. sickness of you people is you not only picked up on Michael J. Fox's illness but the game of Jenga and how funny yet wrong it would be if those two ever got together oh man
So like I said earlier, I'm, a, I'm originally from Detroit. I, uh, thank you. Nobody ever yells at that. Thank you. When I was married, I was living down in West Palm Beach, Florida. I was down there for 12 years. Not going to lie to you, Florida, dumbest state in the union, Arkansas with a beach. <laughs> Tough thing is, I was living down there, right? The holidays would come around, and my mom would always try to find some new and improved way to get us coming to visit her up in Michigan for the holiday season, right? She goes, you guys need to come here to Michigan for Christmas. I'm like, why? She goes, well, up here, it's Christmassy. Say what? She goes, snow on the ground. Everybody knows snow means Christmas. I'm like, Ma, Jesus was born in a desert. I don't recall Mary and Joseph looking for a room on a snowmobile. And it's not like they had the baby, didn't know what to name it. Somebody had to walk in from outside going, Jesus Christ, it's cold out there. like, Ma, Jesus was born in a desert in the Middle East, surrounded by sun, sand, and Jews. I live in South Florida. Ta-da! <laughs> Doesn't get any more Christmassy than that. It's tough, though, man. Your parents get older, right? My mom's 78 years old. You don't know what to buy them anymore. You know, you don't know what to get them for Christmas. I mean, they've got everything. I thought about buying her a computer, which was stupid, because she has no technology, none. No cell phone, no garage door opener. She could care less. And I was going to buy her a computer because I go online all the time and order prescription drugs on the web from overseas. <laughs> Sounds illegal, but it's not. My mom thinks it is, but she wants to get in on this and save some money, so she calls me like I'm her dealer. Gets me on the phone. She's like, are you placing an order? Mom, why are you whispering? I don't know if anybody's listening. No one's listening. I just want some antibiotics. Okay. Here's the kicker. She says, am I going to go to jail? <laughs> Mom, I love you. You're not going to jail. Place the order. It takes three weeks to get here from Europe. She's calling every other day, paranoid, losing her mind. Am I going to get her? Order arrives by coincidence. Two days later, police choppers went flying over her house. She calls me up, son of a bitch, they're here! I said, Mom, settle down. I know this sounds weird. Set the place on fire. It's a fun job. I've had stupid jobs. We all have. Dumbest job I ever had, though, I was a DJ at a strip club. Yeah, I dated a stripper. Sex was great. Tipping, kind of stupid, I thought. The girls are bringing their music from time to time. They had to write their name on the CD. A challenge for many. Stripper I dated, stage name Angel. On half of her CDs, she wrote Angle. Which I guess if we had a geometry theme at the club, that would have worked out quite well. Please welcome to the main stage, Parallelogram. Parallelogram followed by a rhombus in the ever-intelligent angle. 
Gentlemen, get out those dollar bills and your protractor is our featured dancer, Trapezoid, up shortly. Always one girl will go up and dance to really bad music. The one that I dated was it. She always wanted to dance to music from the soundtrack to Grease. Now, I don't care how erotic the floor show is. As a guy, you can't get into it if you're listening to Look at Me, I'm Sandra D. That's messed up. So I asked Renega, why do you dance to this stuff? She goes, I want to be a dancer on Broadway. I'm like, well, then go dance on Broadway. Here's what she tells me. No strip clubs on Broadway, duh. Uh, you got me there, Angle. Which would be a riot if there were. Can you see women having to strip to Broadway show tunes? Oklahoma, where the winds blow gently on the plain. Midnight, not a sound from the pavement. As the moon lost her memory, she is smiling alone. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollars that tomorrow will be fine. I wish I had a camera for the look on your face, sir. You're like, these front row seats are horrible. Some shit you can't unsee. I apologize. A lot of nice couples here tonight, which is cool. I don't ask who's happily married. A lot of comedians will come up and do that, try and pander to the audience. I don't ask because I don't give a shit. <laughs> this, of course, coming from the divorce guy. So let me ask. <laughs> I love this lady. Aww. <laughs> everybody, else, everybody else is going, wow, really? You're divorced? We're all fucking surprised. <laughs> I think the key with any good relationship is you gotta find something that you both really enjoy doing. My ex-wife loved to go camping. I hate it. She asked me one day, she goes, would you like to go camping? I go, no. She goes, you wanna think about that? I go, no. I said, I will tell you this, if I ever decide that we go camping, I'm planning to kill you. That goes for hiking, deep sea fishing, and rock climbing. If I suggest any of that, pack your suitcase and go to your mother's. Because shit has unraveled. Who in here by applause, who, who in here by applause is divorced or has been through a divorce? Make some noise. Where are you guys at? Let me hear you. Those of you clapping, I love talking to divorced people after shows because divorced people always have a funny, whacked out story to share. Divorced people's stories are great. Because I'm not going to lie to you, if you're in a super happy, overly excited relationship, people, your stories suck. <laughs> they do. I'm sorry. Boring. You ever get painted into a corner talking to somebody in an overly happy relationship? Yeah. You throw up in the back of your throat. <laughs> Oh my God, Stephen and I 
have been together 15 amazing years. Every night is just like the first. Our hearts beat as one. He is my soulmate. <laughs> We have two amazing kids, Skylar and Mackenzie. Well, we had three, but she's a little chubby and got run over in a school zone. And oh my God, every Friday we get smeared off ice and play Pictionary with Larry and Brenda. Shut the fuck up. Divorce people have great stories. The best one ever still to this day, Tiger Woods. Yeah. That, that crazy bitch beat him his Escalade with a nine iron. Who didn't laugh their ass off when that happened? Exactly. We all did because it's funny. My buddy's got a great divorce story. He was married to a certifiable whack job. She's got the pills and the paperwork. They get divorced. Check this out. Within five years, she gets married four more times. Now, once a year, he and the exes get together and they talk about her. I'm like, are you insane? He goes, dude, it's like Vietnam. Unless you were there, you don't understand. In fact, he's the one that warned me about marriage in the first place. He goes, Derek, I'm jaded. I get it. He goes, but I'm telling you, you get married, you look at everything differently, especially the news. Like, what? He goes, man, when I was single, I'd hear a story about a guy who hacked up his wife with an axe. Immediately, I would say, throw him in jail, toss the key. Now, hang on, let's hear the whole story. <laughs> Not saying he isn't guilty, let's just hear what happened. going through a divorce. Your friends try to help you out. My buddy tells me, Derek, you should get back into dating. Go online. Try that. My favorite online dating website commercial, hands down, farmersonly.com. How do you not love that dope sitting in the bar looking around going, where's all the country girls? Oh, I don't know. Maybe banging dudes in the city that got shit going on? Hooking up with somebody whose idea of a good time isn't shooting a beer can off a pheasant's ass, you cornhole and fucktard. People say don't hook up at bars, those are meat markets. We still use that phrase, meat market. Take a second, people, look around the room. We're all pieces of meat. We are various cuts at various stages. Back in our 20s and 30s, we were all that lean, juicy piece of steak that everybody wants to take a bite out of. Then you get older, closer to the expiration date. A little more of a pot roast feel. Gray on the end, more fat marbled through. Big orange sticker, price reduced. Looking up at anybody that walks by the cooler. Somebody please eat me. I'm still juicy.
See, I don't do online dating, but I get it. Because it's tough to meet people. Because ladies go out to a bar, just because you go to a bar doesn't mean you want guys coming up talking to you. And guys, God forbid you try to crack that circle of ladies night out, good luck. We've all seen it. Four women gathered around a high top, splitting in order of cheese sticks, apple teenies for the crew, holding hands, swearing off dick for the night. Look at them laughing. Creating your little imaginary force field that we can't penetrate. All huddled together going, girls, this night is for us. This is our magical evening, damn it. We never do this anymore. And no men, men ruin everything. We all came here together. We are all leaving together. That goes for you too, Shannon, you whore. It's not fair, ladies. You don't want guys coming up talking to you, but you're wearing stilettos, a mini skirt, low cut top, going not interested. <laughs> My point is don't go hanging a pork chop around your neck and walk into the woods and then bitch when the bears are chasing you. <laughs> ladies, want to go to a bar and not get hit on? You know what you wear? I'll tell you Crocs. No one will hit on you in Crocs. Rubber shoes with holes in them say, I give up. You are a Subaru away from being a lesbian. Crocs are penis repellent. Sacramento, thank you so very much. God bless you. Enjoy your night. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Anything Goes Comedy Club. Please support the podcast. Share it with your friends. It would be very much appreciated. And anybody looking to do a show can get a hold of me by email. John Perrin, J-O-N, Perrin, P-E-R-R-I-N, at rogers.com. Take care. See you next week.